Well, I have Peter back on the line now, and uh, we are going to be talking all about those budget-friendly stews. Take a listen. Um, so it's the middle of the month, it's mm. the middle of the winter, and it's... So we want to think of some hearty food that's not going to cost us an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, this is clearly, it all depends on time um, because it depends on how much time you have. It depends on how, how, how cheap you can go in terms of cuts because if you're looking at including some meat into your, into your stews, the, 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 the secondary cuts, the more cheaper cuts like chuck and the, the stewing meat, the stewing lamb, the stewing beef are generally uh, much cheaper, but they do require a longer cooking time. So if you've got the kind of time to, to stew them and, and or braise them in the oven, then there's a great ways to do it. But mm-hmm. the, the, the things that jump to mind as, as quick and easy, um, one of my favorite uh, kind of stews uh, this time of year is, um, is like a sausage, sausage and lentil stew. Oh, interesting. So you can use you can use a pork sausage or beef sausage, or if you fancy, you can even use use burrivals. Mm-hmm. So, what what you need is some onions, some garlic, uh, tins of to- a tin of tomatoes, some lentils, and some sausages, basically. Okay. So what you'll do is you'll you'll fry off your sausages, get a little bit of colour on them, then take them out of the pan, and then in that same pan, and your onions and your garlic, fry those off. They start to get a little bit of colour on them. In go a tin of tomatoes, and then do maybe a cup of lentils. Um, you don't need to soak the lentils; they, they'll cook just as easily in the mixture itself. And then basically just let that bubble away until the, the the lentils start to soften. And when that happens, you can add your sausages back, put the lid on, and just let it bubble away for another ten or fifteen minutes. And you really will have this really quite quick, easy, and cheap, really nice, rich stew that's got the lentils in it, so it doesn't need additional starch. It's quite it's quite sumptuous on its own. Although always good with a little bit of mashed potato or some pup. So that's like a quick and easy one. Um, obviously, any recipes using mints um, are always good. This, you know, nice bolognese. Or mm-hmm. I like to use uh, to make uh, meatballs. So, yes. so that for me, I have great meat. Again, quick and easy, and also very, very affordable. Uh, um, for meatballs, a, a 500 gram packet of meats, will, mints will easily feed four people. So, I like to start with meatballs. Um, this you can you can kind of vary the the sort of style of you. you can make it Italian, you could make it Indian, you could make mm. it North African. You really can kind of spice your meatballs however you fancy. I like um, to to keep it quite simple um, in the, in the mints itself. I put a couple of eggs, mm-hmm. some seasoning. I'll use some mixed herbs, um, just give it a nice fragrance. And then the other thing that I always like to add to my meatball mixture is uh, yogurt, the full fat plain yogurt. Mm-hmm. But I find that helps to some, particularly when you cook meatballs for a long time, the mince has a tendency to dry out a little bit. So what we're doing here is we're adding extra fat to the mince so that when they do cook for a while, they stay nice and moist because you've got this added fat content of the yogurt. And also just it, it adds to the flavor profile. So you don't need any fillers, any breadcrumbs or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then I find that a lot of recipes will tell you to fry off your meatballs first and then start your sauce. I find it quicker and easier. And from a taste perspective, it doesn't make a great deal of difference. Is if I like to start with the sauce and you can literally roll your meatballs and drop them in. Yes. So for the sauce, 
quite simple onions, garlic. I like a little bit of chili and mm. a bit of cumin, either cumin powder or, or cumin seeds. Fry all that off. Then a couple of tins of chopped tomatoes, two tins, and just let that bubble away nicely till it becomes a nice rich sauce because it's quite liquid to begin with. And then I just simply roll my meatballs a sort of golf ball size <laughs> and then drop them into the so you want to do this in, in probably in a deep frying pan because you want to have a single layer of meatballs. You don't want to have them piled up on top of each other because they don't cook. And then what they end up doing is when you start to serve it, you end up with just mince and not the mince balls. Yes. So a little-sized uh, meatball, just drop it into your sauce and then just let it do its thing. Keep an eye that the, the sauce doesn't stick on the bottom. But your mince balls probably cook in about 20, 30 minutes. Now, the beauty of cooking the mince directly in the sauce as opposed to frying them first is all that lovely kind of meaty goodness all the fat and all the flavor that's extracted from the meatballs goes directly into the sauce so you'll find that it, the fat from the from the meatballs will, will also help to emulsify the sauce and thicken it but you, you don't lose any of that flavor when you when you cook your meatballs separately you tend to lose some of that meatiness and all you get in return is a bit of color mm. and i'm not convinced that your meatball by having it with a bit of color on it by the time you've cooked it in a tomato sauce it's all going to be red and brown anyway so 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 that for me is probably the easiest way um you know so for the meatballs there you can say you can make like a kofta side you can do a little bit of curry powder in your mince um that always works quite nicely to give a little bit of it especially on a on a nice cold winter's day where you can make a little bit more of a curry version of it and, and to that version, I also like to add fresh curry leaf to the tomato base. So you get this kind of really nice Indian vibe going to your meatballs, which is which is really, really quite nice. Mm, it's I a, love it's that. Do in advance. And the beauty of it is is the longer the meatballs sit in that, that, that tomato base, the, the tastier they will get. So it's ideal for a dish to be made the day before and then reheated the next day. That's definitely the best way to have them. They're great on the day, but they're mm. 10 times better when you, you have them the next day. And even cold, they're really not that bad. Exactly. It's also the kind of thing you can to, to, to work. Take the meatballs out the sauce and you put yourself a nice little midday snack. Mm. It works. It kills several boxes. And again, the, the mince is, is, is relatively cheap. And you can do that with beef mince. You can do it with chicken mince. You can do it with pork mince. Mm -hmm. So whatever your kind of whatever your budget level is 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 you can do that pork is obviously a, a good a good cut it's a cheaper cut um so so some nice stews using using uh, uh pork loin or, or use even you can use belly or or some of the pork stew cuts there it again um i like to use lots of beans like cherries um chickpeas, anything that you can bulk out, any kind of protein and starch that you can bulk out your, your, your stew with always really works. So again, for a pork stew, I would start with um, frying off my, my bits of meat to get a little bit of color on the pork, take it out the pan, then add it again, garlic, um, onions, um, again, tomato based, mm -hmm. uh, tomato chickpea, and add some nice mushrooms to that, and then put the pork back in and cook that out. And you have this lovely pork chorizo kind of vibe again nice and affordable you know pork especially the sort of secondary cuts of pork are, are, are good value obviously the cheapest way to do it is not to include any meat mm -hmm. um then you know then we're like a three bean stew where you have chickpeas kidney beans and and the cannellini beans there you're still getting a good bit of protein in there and and you're keeping it really really budget because because you you know 
you haven't got any 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 animal protein to this so that keeps it as low uh, worst case scenario you can add a little bit of chopped bacon into that if you feel you have to have some kind of showing of meat yes. in your food that the but it, just a simple bean curry or something along those lines is really, really, I and mean, it can go a long way. You know, it's nice and filling. You get lots of those beans, and then you can add tons of vegetable, okay. carrots, courgette, a little bit of cabbage. So you really can make a massive meal of it for a family of four, even six, without really stretch. You can stretch the food without stretching the budget. Mm, I love the sound of that. Now, I must say, I'm more of a beef stew kind of person. What do you think about mm. potatoes? Like in a nice stew as well. Do you do you enjoy well, potatoes? Oh no, I, I think no good stew with, is any good without potatoes in because yes. they, they do two things. First of all, they they help to they soak up all the all the um, all the flavour and, and make them even tastier. But also, as they start to break down when they cook, so they help to thicken the stew. So you don't have to add any flour or, mm. or mazina to thicken up the stew at the end. Those potatoes, the starch and the potatoes will break down. And sometimes I think with a nice beef curry, for example, yes. I sometimes think the potatoes are tasty and the beef itself. Mm-hmm. I like that. And what is your favorite beef or mutton? Like the beef cut or the mutton? What do you, from, what do you from, prefer? From, 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 I, I find mutton because it's fattier. Mm-hmm. Beef, you've got to be really careful that it has a tendency to dry out a bit. So you you really need to make sure you get a fattier cut, like like chuck or brisket if you're going to mm. use beef. Yeah. Because lean beef will, will become quite dry. Once you've cooked it for an hour or two, it become quite stringy and quite dry. So so for long, cook, long slow cooks, I prefer mutton. Uh, yeah. yeah, particularly on the bone. I think you get more flavor if it's on the bone. And there's a higher fat con. So I like to use the shoulder. Shoulder's probably my mm-hmm. shoulder button is probably my favorite my favorite cut to for, for stews. That long and slow gives yes. you the tastiest and the moistest meat you're ever gonna eat. Mm. I do love myself a good brisket with some carrots as well. Oh, that is such a nice, oh. delicious combination. <laughs> yeah, I might yeah. actually make no, one on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you. The, the nice way to do it as well is to put it. Is is not to do it on top of the stove in a pot where you have to keep an eye on it, keep stirring. The best thing to do is to get an earthen, uh, uh, oven-proof casserole or, or a roasting pan. Put all the same ingredients you would in the stew. Put it into the oven at 150 degrees for about two hours, mm. and you literally can put it in the oven and forget about it. You'll have exactly the same results as cooking on top of it. You just don't have to keep an eye on it. You literally put it in two hours, and when it goes ping, you know, you'll have a rich, sumptuous stew. Because it cooks open, uncovered in the oven, it reduces down and thickens on its own anyway. I love that. Well, thank you so much for those delicious recipes, Peter. Now tell me, you find yourself out in Mozambique today. Yes, yes, I'm here for another, I've been here since Monday, I'm here for another four or five days. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, not much in the way of stew happening here because it's, say, it's uh, it's nice hot weather. So we've got, what do we, what do we got on the menu today? We've got, uh, we've got some, some peri-peri chicken that we're doing in a wood-burning oven. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing some prawns this afternoon. And then this evening, we've got this beautiful linefish that's just coming. It's king mackerel. Ooh, there's, nice. a, there's a little village next door to the resort that are fishermen, and they come in every morning with fish that they've caught, and they bring it all here. So we get fresh crab, mm. fresh prawns, and the most stunning king mackerel, these beautiful large fish that came in this morning that we're going to be grilling this evening with a bit of asparagus and a roasted parsley and a roasted garlic and parsley dressing. So wow, nice, sounds... fresh, healthy stuff here. Mm, uh, sounds fantastic. The, the, the weather lends itself. 
Absolutely. Well, enjoy the good weather and uh, all the exploring with those dishes that you're going to be making. The prawns also sounds very delicious and appetizing. Oh, yes. Always going to be fun. That yes. was then we do in a wood burning oven. We uh-huh. do like a little tandoori paste that we rub on them and then we bake them in a, in a, in a pizza oven. Really uh-huh. come out quite, quite tasty. Nice. Well, enjoy and safe travels back home. And uh, you and I will catch up same time next week, Peter. We will indeed in a week's time. And until then, may the source be with you. Definitely. Take care. Bye.